And we've got a very special guest on the we drive show today. Today we're going to be talking to John O'Not of Oh No No. Their debut EP Stand has been released very recently. Not only is it the feature album of the week for the Drive Time Squad, but they are also playing at the Captain Cook Hotel next Thursday, the twenty sixth of April with Hans Puckett. Kia ora Jono. How's it going? It's very, very good, Great. thank you. Where are you at the moment? You in Wellington? I am. I just got home from work, actually. Oh, where do you work during Lovely. the day? Oh, well, I've been house painting at the moment, actually. Oh. Today, I was working downtown Wellington near Te Papa. Oh, um, wow. Sanding some windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And I heard that you are coming down south next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's very exciting. Is this your first time performing in Dunedin? Um, we have been down before with Hans Puckett. Um, we played at Chicks Hotel a couple of years ago. Um, mm. That was really fun. Um, I think it was our first trip down there. I have been down there with other, with um, with another band before with Broods. We played at the university. That was pretty fun. Another cool. band you might know of it. Broods. Might know them. You might know of them. It <laughs> <laughs> was, was a fun show. It was um, it was pretty strange, but also really fun. Yeah. Why was it strange? <laughs> Just playing at a, uh, it's, it's felt like a school hall, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> union yeah, hall, fair. yeah, yeah, Weber. How do you reckon the crowd is going to be different for this Oh No No gig com- in comparison to shows that you've done in like Auckland and Wellington? Um, I guess I, I would I would expect it to be more of a student crowd, but maybe that's just my my um, assumption of Dunedin. I think I've only been there. <laughs> well, there are two times I've been there, right? The first time. I think when we played it with Hans Puckett, it was uni breaks. So it was like a ghost town. <laughs> um, and then the other time, yeah, I guess, yeah, it could be similar to that, but at obviously a different venue. And uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm quite excited to see how it goes. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. you have Jaggers and Lines opening for you. Are you familiar with them and their music? I have been listening to them on Radioactive. They've been getting good play up here. And, yeah, really looking forward to their live set. I uh, love a good radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep my loyalty to Radio 1 what, yeah. right now, For but, now. you know, well, in the holidays, it switches between. Yeah. <laughs> you also have a very special DJ <laughs> that's DJing your sets at this gig. Debut. Extremely excited for that. Yeah, oh, you and me both, Jono. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's very exciting. I'm just going to endeavour to keep the crowd hyped in between exactly. the sets. I think that's, that's your specialty, right? Yeah, oh, God, yeah, I've been doing it my whole yeah. life. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, so you're playing with your other project, Hans Puckett, um, which is alongside the Devlin Twins. Um, that's going to be a big night for you. I mean, that's quite a long set you've got going on there. Um, how do you compartmentalise your side projects, such as Oh No No and Hans Puckett, in terms of your artistic process? Well, I think um, with Hans Puckett particularly, it's kind of um, Ollie Devlin, the guitarist, who's been writing... He kind of writes these songs and these kind of sad, introspective love songs, and then kind of brings them to Callum and I, and we judge uh, it up, if you will, uh, sort of flip it on its head and bring all these kind of outside influences into it and um, turn it into a pop song, I guess, or more of a dance banger. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it kind of varies, but yeah, I think it's it's uh, exciting for me because it's Ollie's bringing us this kind of precious raw material, and we kind of get to to play with it and with Oh No No it's kind of that's more of my my kind of personal labour um, I work on that in my own time and spend a lot of time on it and um, can kind of go as fast as I like and, and not have to 
in terms of the writing of it, not have to worry about other people, um, which is fun, but also I think it's something that I'd be keen to bring into it now. Yeah. Been playing with the guys for over a year now. Yeah. I'm keen yeah. to um, to expand in that in that sense, but yeah, um, yeah we've played um, multiple gigs in the same night before when we did a tour of um, Auckland wow. um, last year with Earth Tongue as well. Oh, cool. So that was really fun. But, uh, yeah, the two sets in a row, is, it's just really good because you warmed up after one and then the next one's even better, <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so you were saying you, you started Oh No No alone, but you're no longer in it alone. Um, you've got some other boys with you, is that correct? Indeed. Yeah, can you tell us a bit about everybody who makes up Oh No No? <laughs> um, well... We've got we've kind of cross pollinated. We've got Callum from Hans Bucket playing bass, um, which was an obvious one for me because I was super familiar with Callum's bass style. And I, I would almost go as far to say that, in a way, he kind of influenced the way I was writing the bass parts. Uh, maybe not consciously, but um, yeah, just being um, exposed to his bass bass playing a lot kind of probably snuck in there, I guess. But he's playing bass. We've got Fraser Charlton playing drums. He's currently in Christchurch, um, preparing to embark on a on a trip. He's going to meet us down there, I think. Um, oh, well, cool. I'm pretty sure. I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he's having he's having a, a small break from Wellington and um, working on some stuff down in um, Christchurch. Um, and we've also got Finn Johansson, who's playing keyboards, guitar, singing with me. A lot of harmonies, doubled vocals, things like that. And Finn's like really nailed those parts and made them his own as well which is kind of why I got the guys in those specific people um, and then Ezra Simon's from Earth Tongue on guitar and he's a tone master in my opinion he's kind of he just holds it down and just he's got all this all this awesome gear he's got a really nice vintage um, Jensen amp and my that God. sounds great with his black Tokai Telecaster and all the that he shares with Gussie. Oh, cute. Um, and so do you still write everything for Ono oh No yourself or do the other members have, you know, influence or input into what you're producing at the moment? Um, if, in, terms of, in terms of the actual stuff that is recorded, it's all um, written by me and recorded by me um, and mixed by myself. Uh, I, I outsourced from that point. But I think from playing with the guys, there have been influences from them. Um, but we haven't gotten to the point where I'm still I'm still kind of working on it as my own thing mm-hmm. um, and trying to see how far I can take it personally. Um, and that's kind of just how, yeah, based on the nature of the project, how it started. Um, and it's kind of kept going like that, especially with I've been going overseas quite regularly for the last couple of years. And so yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of convenient for me to work on it when I can I don't really want to demand too much of the guys when I come back and be like oh you have to be ready and available for me when I when I have time off kind of thing because yeah, everyone's so busy with their own projects but yeah. um, I think now that we've kind of with this new batch of songs and we've been playing for a while it'll be really cool to we kind of understand how each other works in this format and we've kind of got a sonic palette that we're familiar with so it'd be cool to see what we can do collaboratively I think it'd be cool if everyone brought um, you know, half-written songs to the group and we can flesh them out, kind of like Hans Packard, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, your brand new debut EP, Stand, um, which is actually Radio 1's Drive Time feature album of the week, so you're really milking it down here at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> where did most of the inspiration come from? Because if you were writing all the songs, where was your inspiration for the new album? Um, I guess there's a few... Um, 
a few particular artists. I listened to a lot of D.D. Dumbo um, around this time when I was when I was starting to write new stuff. And I think in terms of his guitar playing and his um, tone particularly, I think that was really something that was like, oh, I want to try to do that. Pretty much kind of rip, try rip it off, but like fall short and it becomes something else. Yeah. Um, things like that, I guess. Um, obviously, the new Tour MY album and the last one before that as well, I think they're kind of that kind of vibe that kind of um sonic palette if you will as well mm-hmm. it's quite cool um but then i kind of started to look into some kind of more i kind of started i was just like more offbeat kind of timings so it was nothing too like fancy but i think with multiple parts doing different things it kind of gives the illusion of it being more technical or busier than it actually is mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess I don't know. I made a playlist for Coffee, Coffee Supreme on Spotify of a bunch of things that I was listening <laughs> to at the time. You, you could potentially reference that. <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing like it. Like it really stood out. I guess it's just kind of, I don't know, being exposed to a lot of pop music as well over the last couple of years, kind of influenced me in terms of like melodic, melodically and um, structurally. I guess sometimes, but um, yeah just life in general you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know because <laughs> your last couple um, or your last album Bad Posture and then one, some of your singles looking at the album artwork that you've put through you've got a bit of an affinity for trees but then in this more recent one you've sort of switched it up for this sort of grainy you know no like signal TV background yeah, yeah. staticky um, so do you think that in this one feeling different like what you said with a different sonic palette do you think visually that's reflected as well and do you think you've like progressed yeah, I, I mean, I tried to. Uh, I was doing some design work for um, my cousin Caleb, who's from Bruce. He was doing a side project called Fizzy Milk, and he wanted me to do some um, <laughs> album art for him, single art for him. So I was just messing around. I came across that um, kind of noise static image, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought that kind of stuck with me. I don't know how if it necessarily relates to the music, but I guess you could kind of see how, like all these different songs mixed together can kind of be like a white noise or I don't know for me listening to the music so much I become desensitized to it and I bring it to the rest of the band and they hear all these different things that I haven't even noticed I'm oblivious to so I guess it's kind of it kind of becomes white noise to me in a way um <laughs> after just listening to it you know, for hours on end and but um yeah I think bands like uh Mermaiden Particularly, um, they have such a strong aesthetic that really complements mm. the mm. music and takes it further. I think that's something that I really want to work on in terms of like building building that aesthetic and that brand in a way. Because um, it just yeah, you know, when you for example, when you listen to the song for the first time, when you watch the music video, it's kind of it just seems way more epic, or far more memorable when, than if you just listen to it on Spotify yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, has your background in the visual arts kind of moulded Oh No No into more of an entire experience rather than just music? Yeah, I think that's definitely a goal and it's, yeah, I kind of um, had drawn a few things from, from from art school that that kind of idea of the experience or um, it being more of just just an esoteric kind of thing where you're watching someone on stage and it's kind of static. Yeah. trying to I guess there's a different ways you can bring people into the gig but I guess like we tried to introduce some visuals for our last show which made it far more of a, a show you know mm. Um, mm. visually and, and vibe wise 
that's thanks to Abe from Mermaidens. He's um, he did some awesome design for us and really took it to the next level. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any sort of effects that you're going to bring down to Dunedin with you? Um, we haven't really planned anything. Uh, I think I don't know if Abe's coming down. I don't think he is, but I think we're just going to try to bring a really solid set and. Um, have a party, you know. Oh, sweet, sweet, <laughs> sounds good. Um, also, we I wanted to ask the merch, though. Oh yeah, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, I guess that's kind of half of the. Um, that's another um, thing I, I took from the maidens that the killer merch design. I've tried my best mm. to sort of have an equivalent of that. So I mean, there'll be plenty for sample next weekend. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've noticed that Wellington bands merch is on another yeah. level. <laughs> Dunedin bands. Lots of fun to make. Yeah. Really there. yeah, no, that's, and, you know, this comparison between Wellington and Dunedin has made me think of something, Raph, that we've <laughs> talked about quite often. So, down in Dunedin, uh, down south at the moment, we've been having a huge backwards and forwards um, about the definition of, quote unquote, the new Dunedin sound. Are mm. you familiar with that? I have I have been since familiarised with this particular article. Fantastic. <laughs> so, how far do you believe in you know this definition and function of one sound, you know, dominating and defining mm. where it was created? And have you seen a similar sound permeate the Wellington music scene in recent times? Um, I guess yeah. I mean, geographically, I think there's there's certain things that kind of seem to be more common in particular places. Hmm. But um, I think we're kind of lucky in Wellington. It's quite, um, it's becoming more diverse, I guess. And um, there's always going to be um, lots, lots of different things going on. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tricky. You have to keep an open mind, and um, you kind of have to be aware of who you're playing to and what hmm. your music kind of does, and um, who's listening to it, and how it affects everyone in the in the bigger picture. And, trying to be as inclusive as possible, I yeah. guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, for me, the Dunedin sound is, <laughs> is, is uh, forever in flux, I guess. But there is that, obviously, historic reference. I was yeah. watching the Tate Awards <laughs> with, um, with some friends last night, and it was just more like Flying Nun Fest. Uh, oh, Flying Nun Awards. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of that, that kind of thing where... There is a particular sound that seems that you would that you kind of think straight away. Oh, that seems like probably Dunedin. But I think more nowadays, especially with the stuff that's playing on. I was just looking at the um, the radio one top eleven, and it's quite. It's it's not really that kind of stuff that you would think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Astro Children and Jaggers and Lines. That's that wouldn't be the typical Dunedin sound, I guess. But it's very much the Dunedin sound in a way. Yeah, mm. I would say that as yeah. well. Because it can be eclectic if you let it. If you don't put it in a box, it can be eclectic. Jaggers and Lines exactly. is, is just straight pop. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some people don't don't enjoy that and they reject that straight away because mm. of some historic yep. setting that they are stuck in. Still. The lanes mm. were a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> leave it there, leave it in the past. Oh, no, that's really interesting, though, Jono. I just I want to ask you, what did you think of the Tate Awards? Because I watched it and mm. wasn't overly impressed with the presenting style, but I want to know what you think. It was pretty informal there, but yeah. I kind of like that. I think, I mean, in terms of the live stream mix, it could have been a little better, but um, 
That was entertaining, nonetheless. Oh, I cool. think um, mm. Geneva from Soccer Practice, she should present every award. Yes, I agree. <laughs> she is great. Yeah, it should have um, just been her. It's crazy when, they, when the Headless Chickens guys like, spill their friend's ashes on yeah. Oh, no. That's, yeah, we're not so big on that one down here. Yeah, but that was, pretty that, that, was, that, was pretty, that was pretty interesting. But <laughs> interesting is the word. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky to be there. Lucky to yeah. be in the audience for that one. Um, to come on back to Oh No No, let's just wrap this up what's next for oh no no where are you heading what's coming up next for you guys we're trying to plan some more shows we've got some more some more gigs here in wellington through june i think and um trying to get up to auckland because we haven't been there since uh, may last year i think so Mm. almost a year ago so we're trying to get up there and um play a show and yeah trying trying to just like expand and try weasel our way into some of the cooler shows that are happening around in the summer and stuff but um we're still still pretty early days for us and we've still got lots to work on and i think this release has been great and it's it's still sort of unfolding really nicely and Mm. really excited to share the music with as many people as possible but um yeah we really want to work on some music videos and things like that eventually some more recordings um together but Mm. i think everyone in the band is quite busy with other projects and I'm really lucky the guys have given me a lot of time to bring this this kind of project to fruition and mm. um, so I'm kind of giving back to those guys in a way as well yeah. working with Finn on some of his stuff tonight and yeah oh, but, awesome. yeah I think we're going to yeah. write some more stuff and I actually want to start another band but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for chatting with us on Wednesday Drive today Jono and we'll great. see you next week exactly. see you next Thursday give it a year yeah. we'll see you with we'll really looking forward to the set as well <laughs> yeah the set should be really good and I promise to try and not fuck up the in between I promise I'll try <laughs> strictly bangers <laughs> strictly bangers <laughs> awesome thank you so much Jono enjoy your evening see you later see ya see ya that was John O'Not from Oh No No having a wee yarn with us today on Wednesday Drive. They're playing at The Cook next Thursday, the 26th of April, beginning at 9.30pm. That is free with your rad one card. Indeed. And now here is, from that album, Stand, <gasps> The Gardener. This is Oh No No.